Badass. It's Amethyst Mahoney of Spiritual Badass, and I'm so excited to welcome you today to another episode of the podcast. I would love to hear your feedback, comments, questions, or anything that comes up to you from listening. If you'd like to connect with me deeper, be sure to follow the podcast and continue to listen. And also go on over to my page on Facebook, where I share daily insights, commentaries, and downloads from the universe on how to run a multiple six-figure business just by being yourself. It is full of information for ambitious and success-minded entrepreneurs just like you, and you'll be able to connect with other incredible leaders right there on the page. I'll see you on the other side of this podcast, and remember, get clients, kick ass, and repeat. All right, welcome to the Spiritual Badass Podcast, everybody. This is Amethyst Mahoney, and I'm here with Miranda Bauer. Oh, look, I pointed the right direction. My, my screen's the right way. Okay. Miranda Bauer, she is a postpartum bliss coach, which you hear probably never. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Miranda uh, supports mamas in experiencing deep, authentic healing while getting rid of postpartum depression and anxiety. As an author and speaker, she's worked with hundreds of mothers, awakening them into the joyful and fulfilling sacred window that is postpartum. She lives on her beautiful homestead in Alaska with her husband and four children, and you can download her latest guide at her website called A Revolutionary Guide to a Blissful Postpartum over at MirandaBauer.com slash download, but we will have the link to that over on the podcast page as well. So welcome, Miranda. Thank you. It seems like such a long introduction. <laughs> like, a, listening to that, I was like, oh, I should, I should, you know, make that shorter. No, it's one of the shorter ones. <laughs> you, should, you should hear some of them. One person was like, you know, this happened when I was 14. I'm like, yeah, let's just fast forward a little <laughs> How about that. Gracious. All right. So I don't have children just first off to say that out there for people who don't know, I have, I have fur babies. I've had lots of kitties and dogs. And so the whole, um, I didn't know anything about postpartum anything except for, I have heard people say that they had postpartum depression before. Um, that was pretty much the extent of my knowledge. And also you get no sleep and it sucks. That, that's what I've heard, right? So, so I think that's pretty much the general consensus out there. Um, and Miranda is here today to walk us through a little bit of that and to help you change your perception of that. And also to, um, to talk about, you know, how we can kind of move the, the conversation forward into something that's a little bit more supportive of women. Yeah. 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 Right Absolutely. now I don't feel like it's that, that much. <laughs> so I have four kids, um, which you might hear on this podcast because that's life working at home with four kids. Um, <laughs> but that's really where my journey began is in my own experiences, um, and my postpartum journeys and just not having the, the support that I needed and the understanding of how my body functioned in postpartum and actually how to support it during the postpartum period and the years that happen afterwards. Postpartum is not just the first six weeks, that's hogwash. Uh, you know, postpartum lasts for years. And so I think it's so critical for us to like really step back and recognize like the rates of postpartum depression are significant. 
the rates of, you know, um, and this is pre-COVID, like I'm not even talking about how, how this is happening now with COVID, but, you know, to epidemic levels of depression and anxiety and even autoimmune issues arising in the years after having a baby. And we really have to step back and say, why is this happening to so many women? Like what we're doing is not working. What we believe to be helpful is not helpful, right? There's so many misconceptions out there. Um, and that's what my work is about is helping women understand what those misconceptions are and how to really support their body and deeply healing so that they don't have to experience depression and anxiety and autoimmune issues and all of the things related. Right. And I think it's, it's so common. I think that sometimes people don't even realize like that's what's going on. One of my friends had a baby. It's been about two years. I don't know why she is really, I think this happens every time I talk to you, my cat likes to get up in, in front of the thing. It's not just me speaking. It's when you're here, <laughs> she always wants to be I have on an camera. energy for cats. You <laughs> do. <laughs> so I had a friend who had a, a child a couple of years ago and she's still losing hair. And, you know, I've mentioned you, but I don't, I don't believe that she thinks that it has anything to do with postpartum at all. Um, and so it's not my job to like, you know, drag her, <laughs> but <laughs> What are some of the common signs that you would say that things are not like as they should be um, postpartum? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of the things that we've experienced in postpartum or that we hear is normal is not normal. It's simply common. And it's common because we are not supporting women and deeply healing as we should be, right? If we gave a mom the tools that she needed to heal in the weeks after birth and the months after birth, you know, the, the hair loss would not be significant. The um, hormonal fluctuations that most women experience would not be a thing. Period pain, you know, that's often a, a thing that I hear when the period returns and like having those unbearable cramps and, you know, significant bleeding. Um, we talk about exhaustion all the time and, you know, oh, we just assume that because we had a baby that for the rest of my life, I'm going to be absolutely exhausted. And oftentimes, you know, yes, we're staying up a lot and we're doing all of the things, but it goes deeper than that, right? You, you so many women enter into postpartum completely depleted of the nutrients that they need to support their body let alone their babies and breastfeeding, right? Um, there was some uh, very interesting statistics that I was looking at uh, just recently about how, I believe it was around 50% of women enter postpartum with an iron deficiency. And, and that in itself creates significant exhaustion and it creates feelings of depression and anxiety. Those are highly interrelated, right? Um, and, and so we have to ask the questions like, you know, is this really because I'm having, I'm postpartum or is this a deeper issue here? Um, and so oftentimes women will come into postpartum and they'll have the gassiness and the bloating and they'll have exhaustion and the fatigue and they'll have weepiness and, you know, all of these components and then they'll start losing their hair in giant clumps and um, 
constant headaches, I hear that one a lot, or aching joints start to happen. Um, and we're just told, oh, it's just your hormones. You just had a baby. You know, it's all the things. And I think if, if we understood the physiological changes of a woman's body, those things would not be considered normal. Common, yes, but common because we're not taking care of our women. Yeah. And I, and I think just when you say the iron deficiency, it makes me so mad because I feel like so many things are set against women societally. I mean, I, I don't like to complain about that, but I, I have a lot of hormone issues and a lot of fish, uh, issues around menstruating and I get low iron, especially when I'm on my period. Duh. Right. Mm -hmm. It is nearly impossible to find a vitamin around here that has iron in it. And mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, we had to take it all out so that, you know, men or something wouldn't overdose. I mean, literally I ended up buying Flintstones kids vitamins for a while because that was the only thing I could like find with iron. It was that ridiculous. It's funny that you say that because when we look at the nutritional needs of a postpartum mom and what the science has to say about that, this is really terrible, but it's based on men's numbers, like it's, it's made up of a panel of people, right? Those numbers are made up by a panel of people who took studies on men and lowered them, literally lowered these numbers to what they thought would be of a woman because a woman is smaller. Wow. Science. <laughs> yeah, that's our science right there on postpartum. It's absolutely insane. Like postpartum depression wasn't even a diagnosis until 1994. And it's still listed in the DSM-5 that you only get depression in the first four weeks. Yeah. Still I remember that. Day. Yeah. That's, that's awful. Awful. So if a woman is starting to experience all these, you know, being depressed and being upset and wanting to kill everyone because all of this is crap and shouldn't be happening to her, basically. <laughs> I mean, really, that's how I feel about yeah. it. It's like, we've set you up to fail. And uh, so when she starts experiencing those things, what are some things that, that someone can start doing to, you know, start to get better? I mean, even before, of course, you have nutritional programs and things like that. But before we start talking about that, what are a few tips that you could give someone to to start doing that might help right away? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the most foundational pieces to this puzzle is nutrition, right? And eating foods that are very easy to digest that your body doesn't have to exert a lot of energy doing so. So things like soups, broths, right? Um, even like uh, herbal tea blends that are nutrient dense that you like literally you're drinking your nutrients your body doesn't have to exert a lot of energy to break that down. It's your body is able to use those nutrients right away and benefit from that immediately. So that's first and foremost. Mm -hmm. uh, Instead of the whole, I just, I just want to stop you. Cause I know the first thing women start talking about is how do I get my pre baby body back? And let me oh, drink gosh. smoothies and eat salads so I can lose the weight. Yeah. Yeah. And that often has the reverse effect. Um, and it often makes things significantly worse. And so you, you know my you know my story. We work together quite a bit and just I've used you as my business coach, um, which is crazy. I think you're like the only business coach who's been able to support me and 
help me create a thriving business. I'm just going to throw this out there and you don't even have kids. (laughs) (laughs) I know business. I don't know children. (laughs) Um, But most people don't understand like the, the workings of a a mother and how to market this community. And you nailed it right away. And you were so supportive. So just throwing that out there. Thank you. So, you know, the post, my, my theory on postpartum, um, or, or my thoughts on postpartum uh, smoothies and um, salads and how they are actually harmful for the body because we don't we don't produce the enzymes necessary to break that down in a way that's beneficial um, and so we just pass it right and oftentimes like you're literally <laughs> you're literally flushing it down the toilet like all of those nutrients it's not helpful you might as well eat you know, a bag of, of, uh, you know, M&Ms because the nutritional value of that is going to be the same for your body. Your body is not going to be able to tell the difference. It's, it's a very interesting science. Like when we really dive into the physiological changes, the, how the, how the gut changes in postpartum, how the, um, nervous system changes in postpartum, right. Then we start really looking at like, no, we've got to do, we've got to do something different. We have to eat differently, right? We have to get the support that we need to sleep better because our hormones are regulated within our sleep. But if we're not eating the foods that we need to create those hormones, right? Like, and so the spiral effects. So those are like the two basics that I share with everyone. Like those are the foundation, nutrition, getting the best, the best sleep that you can, um, and, and really supporting your body and those two things, those will make the biggest difference. And it sounds funny. Like we know that, right. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Eat better and sleep better. Sure. Right. But it's not the same for a postpartum mom, right? The way we apply that information is very different. What we know about that is different. So what if someone's listening and they're like, yes, sleep, I have like a two week old or something who screams constantly, apparently as a baby, I screamed constantly, but yeah, I was like, that's because my dad left me and my mom didn't want me. So that's oh. your fault, mom. No, but <laughs> but if you have a child who is just screaming like for no reason, um, and and I hear this a lot from women, like you know they sleep maybe every they'll they'll sleep and then they'll get up like every two hours. So what can what kind of tips can you give someone to try to help them when they are like? You know, I have had a lot of uh, friends and colleagues tell me, they're like, I feel like I'm just a breast pump. That's all I am. I roll Mm -hmm. over the babies on me. I try to sleep. I roll over the babies on me. Like, yeah, that's a really big one. I actually have a blog post on this very topic that goes really in depth into how to get the best sleep that you can with a baby who's up every one to three hours needing to nurse, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest components here is recognizing that the way your body changes is in a way that is supportive of this, right? Like you, you're actually designed, your brain changes in such a way that you're designed to wake up very quickly to address the needs of your newborn, but also to get shorter sleep cycles. Like you're able to have a, um, uh, sleep less and actually benefit as if you were getting the full amount of sleep. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, so when women say this is, you might have heard this too, like generally speaking, women need about eight to nine hours of sleep per night. 
but a postpartum mom who gets six hours of sleep, she's like, man, I've got it made. Like, I feel great. <laughs> right. And there, there's a component to that because of the way our brain changes and to be able to fall asleep faster. So when our head hit the pillow, right, like we're able to be out quicker and get the, get this full sleep cycle that we need faster and then be able to wake up faster. Right. So we have that component working for us, but what we don't have is, is that we live in a very masculine world who's not supportive of, of these changes, right? We're supposed to get sleep during this 12 hour period at night. And then during the day, you're supposed to be able to go to work and you're supposed to be able to clean the house and you're supposed to like, you have to do all of these things on top of raising a human, right? And on top of, for many of us, like having a business, right? That's impossible. We can't, we can't do all of those things and expect not to feel the stress and the burnout of that. So we have to change our life. We have to change the way we experience postpartum by like recognizing that one, we're not going to get our life back, right? Your baby didn't take that from you, but you are not going to be able to live the same life that you did before baby. You Things have to shift and change. And making sleep a priority is going to revolutionize the way you get it, right? Like when my kid goes to sleep, I, like I'm not doing dishes. I'm not doing laundry. I'm getting sleep too, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And when we put those priorities out there, and I will tell you, like when I made that clear to my family, like, hey, the baby's sleeping and now I need sleep because I'm not getting enough. Like, this is super important. They made it more of a reality for me too. They're like, oh, mom's got to go to sleep. Like, oh no right? Like we, we can make that happen. We're going to be quiet. You know, they would try or and we're going to, you know, if they noticed that my baby was sleeping, this is with my last one. It was so funny. Like I had conversations with all of them, like, this is how it's going to be. And I need sleep so I can be a, a good mom to you guys later on. Like I want to be there. I want to heal my body so that I can show up for you and, and be that person. But right now that means I need sleep. And so when, if they recognize their little baby sister sleeping, they were like, mom, you got to go to bed. Like, here's a blanket. I'm, I'm shutting out the light. Like you're going to sleep right now. And it was so helpful (laughs) to have that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And my husband as well, he made that more of a reality for me by helping me like recognize, Hey, you, you probably need to get some sleep or let me get up more in the middle of the night. Right. Because he knew, he knew that it was a priority of mine. So I know it sounds funny and it sounds super easy, but when you actually put it into practice, it's life-changing. Yeah. What would you say if someone says, you know, their husband doesn't want to get up in the middle of the night and they don't, you know, they kind of expect you to do all the housework and, and everything. How can you kind of broach that conversation to, to someone who's not as receptive yet? Yeah. I think a lot of this is about boundaries. Like you are the person who gets to create your life. Um, and I will tell you uh, recently, I had a conversation with my husband last couple of months. It's like, you know, um, I wanted to hire a house cleaner and I, I did, uh, but that was not something that he was very open and receptive to doing. But I said, unless you're the person who's going to be doing it for me, 
then it's not an option like this and we can try it we can go through the motion like you know trial and see how it works and now he's like oh this is amazing can they do this too can can they clean <laughs> thing too right right and and i think that that stems on so many different levels like um you know if we if we need support and our husband is not that person for us helping them understand having that communication like hey, this is exactly what I need from you right now. Mm-hmm. And if you're not able to provide that, let's look at what our options are. Let's look at where else we can pull you know, from and get support that we need. Yeah, and I think that's a really hard conversation. I mean, especially, I don't know if you, you know some things that just happened recently on social media where someone was like, oh, I have a great person who cleans my toilets and everyone attacked mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm like, I love the person who cleans my toilets. Like, it's amazing when, when you grow up, like I was homeless for a while. So I don't know why all of a sudden when I have a bigger house and, and mm-hmm. I can pay someone to clean my toilets, now I'm a stuck up bitch, right? But it's, it's very common for people to feel these days like you shouldn't be having someone else do it and you do have to do it all. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and I think that's exactly where my husband was coming from as well, right? Like we don't want to be those people who are, you know, quote unquote, stuck up. Um, and we should be able to do these things ourselves. And it's like, yeah, that's right. But at the same time, we are in a place of privilege where we can do these things. And, and that's not a place where we've always, I mean, I was a single mother, literally counting pennies in the grocery store, not sure if I could get those diapers, right? Like I have been in that place. And um, now that we're in a place where we can get support, it's not an option, right? And even, even the moms who are thinking, well, I, I can't even afford, you know, to have support you don't have to pay for it. Like look in your community for other moms who are in the same place as you, who need help with childcare, right? Have days where you can rotate if you need to. There's so many other things that you can do, but oftentimes when you're in the thick of it, like we don't, we don't, we're not able to, to experience the creativity that we need. And that's oftentimes why we hire help, right? Like that's, that's why we hire somebody else and we hire a coach who can look in and say, oh, here's all your pieces. Here's all the things that you need. Right. And, and we want to talk about that, but I just want to say, like, if you're hiring someone to clean your house, you're providing a job and money for them to pay their bills. Like, yeah. That's amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like the people who come to my house are phenomenal and I make sure that they are fully aware of it. And, and here's the thing too, like, in my personal and my professional life and running my business and running my home life, I have 10 people on my team. And I think it's so important to recognize, like I could not run this business that I do and have a six figure company as well as four kids without support. It would not happen and be happy and healthy in the process. Right? Like that's not a thing. I have 10 people literally who are here supporting me. And if, if it wasn't for their support, I wouldn't be in the place that I'm in. Right. Yeah. So everybody's, everybody's winning in that situation. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We all want to do it. So when people do want to get more support or chat to you about the possibility of working with you, what are some things that you can provide for a postpartum woman? How are some different ways that they can, um, you can work with them? Absolutely. So I offer one-on-one support in my five-month Blissful Mama program. And so essentially everything that I kind of shared with you here, obviously in a much deeper dive, um, we get into trauma care, we get in and we talk about, um, you know, life patterns, rituals, like um, learning who you are again, uh, not just getting you into a place of of better sleep and getting you repleted and in, in, in your nutrient stores and your hormones balanced. It's a culmination of all of those things to put together. Um, if that's not something like if you're a person who really, you know, doesn't prefer like one-on-one, you kind of want to do it more yourself. Um, one of my basic, most fundamental programs um, is my postpartum nutrition program. It's where I recommend everyone starts. Even when you work with me one-on-one, that is exactly where we start is getting your nutrient stores back in order so that your body can function. So it's not stressed out and you can handle life. Uh, you know, that is, that is the key of what I'm providing in the postpartum nutrition plan. So all of the meals, all of the recipes and the actual guide to how your body is physiologically changing. So you understand that concept and you're able to apply it to your food and the way um, in which your body needs and really support you in your deep healing. It's the beginning stages. Excellent. And then of course, we're going to give them the link to your guide on uh, a revolutionary guide to a blissful postpartum. And what can they expect to see in that when they download that? Yeah, that's pretty, that's a pretty big one. That's actually a 55 page book that they get. Um, that goes really in depth into a lot of the conversation uh, pieces that I've had with you today. So nutrition and sleep and hormone balance and even exercise um, is a really big component. So you're gonna have, there's recipes in there. Um, we we dive into all of those topics, but it also comes with an e-course. And so I actually walk you through, like here's what you need to know about sleep. How here's some components that you can use to get more sleep. And here are some things that you can do, some hacks and tips and tricks that you can get, you know, the most energy out of your day or, um, you know, have that a really good meal rather than that, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwich that feels so difficult to get down, right? Like showing you how to, to add these hacks in so that you feel better. So things feel a lot more possible and doable for you. Excellent. Any last tips or anything you want to talk about before we go today? No, no. I I think that covers quite a bit. (laughs) It did. (laughs) I'm like, we could stretch this out, but I'm like, just go download that book because you're going to get even more. And I um, talk forever on this topic. So you really could, because I've I've had a lot of conversations with Miranda and she will tell me things. And then I'll be like, I have no idea what you're talking about because I don't have children (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I know how to incorporate that into your marketing. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, you've been absolutely amazing. You're like, I will tell you that working with you, you are like my first coach that I've ever worked with. And I worked with you for, gosh, what was that? Like almost two years. Mm-hmm. The it two was, first yeah. years of my business. From like, 
from losing money. Yes, I was going to say zero, but it was actually negative. I can't even say that I wasn't making anything. I was literally losing money every single month. Um, it, like I couldn't do it anymore. And, you know, when I told my husband I was hiring you, he was like, okay, I believe in you. Like, I think you can do it. But Miranda, like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, but it was so worth it. I think what in that first week I had my first client um, and like, it just has spiraled from there. And um, here I am, you know, six, six figure company, yes. um, which is absolutely amazing. Never thought that I would be here, but that was the product of working with Amethyst. <laughs> so just throwing that out there. I did. Cause I'm always like, you know, let's just get you to 10 K months. And you're like, mm -hmm. <laughs> no, that wasn't even possible. I thought you were absolutely crazy. Just 10 K months. That would be the dream. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And now I have like 30 K months occasionally and like a 35, awesome. uh, just the other uh, month. And it was just, you know, yeah. I'm like, yeah, now the sky's the limit. Right. Yeah. And you're helping so many women with this. I mean, it's so needed. So many people have been talking about it and, you know, people are still stuck on the places trying to outlaw breastfeeding again and stuff, but mm. just, just like the most basic, basic support that we should be able to give women. Yeah. And, um, and you're a huge part of that conversation that, that needs to be had. So I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Well, you did all the work <laughs> and you know, all this stuff. I'm, I'm not even kidding you guys. Like Miranda knows this stuff. I'm just like, I have a PhD and two master's degrees and I just sit here and listen to her like, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I get that a lot. Actually. Like I get people will tell me like, Miranda, I've been a nutritionist for 10 years. This was never taught. Like yeah. How do you know this? And I don't like, I feel really like, give me something because I should know this. And I'm embarrassed that I don't. Right. I have midwives tell me all the time, like, okay, this is crazy. Like how, like I should have known, I should have been taught these yeah. things. That I'm not. But, but that's the thing. I mean, I remember at one point you were taking a nutrition course and, and you, you were like, this is the worst what they're teaching yeah. people is the absolute worst. And yeah, I'm, I'm certified as, you know, a nutrition coach and the things that they teach and those, those certifications, and I've been through a few, are awful. Mm -hmm. awful. For postpartum women, they're like, I can't even go look at postpartum nutrition or breastfeeding nutrition because a lot of women will focus more on their baby's well-being than they will focus on theirs. So we'll talk about breastfeeding nutrition, but we won't talk about, you know, healing for our body nutrition. Mm -hmm. And so you can go on Pinterest and look, and I, I will literally start shedding tears because of the things that I see. Um, it's just so much mis misinformation out there. And, and really, I think that speaks to the lack of information as well as the desire to have this information. Like we're so we need it so bad that we're making it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're seeing. Yeah. Well, I know definitely, I mean, you're the only source that I tell people to go to because I'm like, you know, and people will say, well, that's when I, what I saw on, you know, mm -hmm. Instagram or something. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. 
probably wouldn't get my postpartum nutrition information off a reel. I'm just saying like, maybe go to someone who actually is yeah. very qualified. Not that, you know, if you ever do reels, yours would be great, but, but it's that whole, it's that whole like speedy, quick, we're just making it up kind of thing. It's really, it's really interesting. So you're definitely the only person I send people to. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It's been so great to have you here for another episode of the Spiritual Badass Podcast. I would love to hear how this episode spoke to you and any feedback you have or just what came up for you. Be sure to connect with me on Facebook and check out the website for more tips and trainings at www.amethystmahoney.com. If you enjoyed this podcast today, be sure to leave a review and share it with one of your badass friends who wants to create an amazing multiple six-figure business that they love. And remember, get clients, kick ass, and repeat.